being lukewarm spiritually. From Romans 12:2 in the Phillips translation says this. Don't let the world squeeze you into its own mold, but let God remold your minds from within so that you may prove and practice that the plan of God for you is good, meets all his demands, and moves towards the goal of true maturity. Beginning in 2008, there was a biting advertising campaign by the Freedom Religion Foundation, read culture slash world, to counter the Catholic Church's staunch opposition to the government mandate that all health facilities were required to provide abortion on demand. It is a vivid example of a cultural assault on the church. Ever since, the assault has become more intense and more pervasive in breaking down piece by piece the structure of the family and limiting one's spiritual freedom. I submit to you three points. First, we must support Christian brothers who advance God-honoring, biblical-based principles. Point two, we must defend our rights through all legal means, but not attempting to legislate or force Christian principles on the general populace as we are misplacing the biblical definition of power. Our power must be derived from the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 6.11 says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. Point three. Resist the cultural influence towards compromise and becoming comfortable. It can be ever so subtle, like the TV shows we watch, the publications we read, our laxity and consistency of following God's instructions and precepts, or the people we associate with. Ask yourself, would Jesus approve? The cultural realities present in the first century are with us in the 21st century. In fact, they have been present in some form in every generation. Let me suggest that the greatest threat to the church is the common issue then and now that the culture will be ingested by the individual Christians with a resulting influence on the church. Not everything in the secular world is bad or evil, but the practice of righteousness is essential as we are to be salt and light, we are to transform, not to conform. <clears throat> Historically, when the church has been physically persecuted, there was suffering, too, in loss of believers. But the church became stronger and more vital. The message of Christ to the seven city churches of Asia Minor are instructive and piercing. Christ is standing in the midst of his church saying, he who has ear, let him hear what the scripture says to the churches. He who overcomes will not be hurt by the second death. That's Revelations 2.11. It is a real heads up. He knows what we are doing in our hearts and works. He tells us what he values and what he hates. The theme to all seven churches in the, <clears throat> is like the message of Romans 12.1 and 2. There is an illumination of Satan's covert methods of deception to neutralize the church with the culture. Laodicea was located on the confluence of trade routes and was a commercial banking center. It was known for its black wool and an advanced medical center, particularly for eye treatments. 
It was a prosperous city of much wealth. The church of Laodicea had produced good works, which Jesus recognizes, and it was enduring. But scripture tells us they considered themselves rich and did not need anything. The church was surrounded by wealth. It was part of the culture. So, the complaint Christ has with this church is that it had lost its first love in their devotion to him and the fall from doing things as they had done at first. The church had been built on love, response to the Spirit, and spreading the gospel. Now there is no joy. It is neither hot nor cold, but lukewarm, being both satisfied and comfortable. The original leadings of the Spirit in terms of the many works had been over time replaced by self-satisfaction, comfort, and convenience. Satan doesn't need to try to make one bad if they can make one busy with their own efforts, self-satisfied, and casual about the things of the Lord. Finally, and perhaps the most insidious, their spiritual pride. Cold <clears throat> describes those who are unaffected by the gospel of love. An intermediate state between cold and hot is lukewarm. Such are neither firmly committed to God, but not utterly indifferent to religion. A good description would be those who take an interest and practice religion, and some works, <clears throat> but whose worship of God is deluded by concerns for comfort, leisure, and inconvenience. They have not experienced any reproach or given up any comfort for Christ's sake, but hoped to keep well with the world while they are thinking, perhaps maybe hoping, that they stand well with God. Here are two relevant scriptures. 1 Timothy 6.11 <clears throat> But as for you, O man of God, flee these things, pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, steadfastness, and gentleness. In 1 John 5, 4, For everyone who has been born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. Have a blessed day.